Lots of energy. Yeah. Did you I have also anything had in the three room? Okay. coffees. Gotcha. I've got a lovely cold brew here myself. Oh, that looks nice. Did you make that? No, I got it from the shop. Hey, how do you like this? This is not related to this uh, cold brew, but I was at a cafe last week, and uh, and I asked I asked them if they had a cold brew, uh-huh. and the guy says, "No, sorry, we're an iced venue." <laughs> That's okay. How do you like? How was that? No, you're not an iced venue. You're a venue who has what that has ice. But what? But hey, I ended up getting a long black. But what? What does that mean? Well, it means they do an iced coffee, not a cold brew. I don't know why you're so so I surprised not, by this. I did not care. Sorry, for that. Mr. Melbourne over here with his cold brews at every store. The rest no, of us in that's... the real world live with ice coffee town, in which ice on an espresso shot mixed with milk is the way we like it and the way we want it. You can have it. This this cold brew has ice in it as well. I mean, I just didn't. I, it, was, it was just, what are we doing? Shut up. What do you mean, what yeah. are we doing? What are you doing? Well, I used to be. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. We've got very Evidently. existential very fast again. I have no what idea. Am I what, doing? what am I what doing? What am I doing? <laughs> Who am I? Where am I? Boy. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, you look well. You look, you look good. You look happy. You look... Um, Sort of cash with a shirt on today. I'm, 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 I'm impressed. You, you're so dressed so early. Um. Well, I have actually changed outfits three times already, and it's only eleven thirty a.m. Because you kept <laughs> spilling on yourself. No, I just I wanted to look. I want to look nice for you. Is that weird? I don't know. No, I that's nice. Look... I, I don't yeah. bother at all. I just no, wear not, whatever not it is all. I am. Never have. Never have. Never, never will. Have. Never can be. Okay. Taking it to a All different right. place. Sunday morning. What's up? Sunday morning, <laughs> rain is falling. Yeah. Is that um, Travis? Five, baby. Maroon 5. Okay. Remember that? I'm vaguely, now that you're seeing it, yeah. I think that's my most, that's my least favorite song ever. <laughs> and yet you can actually, like, quote lyrics from it. Is that the reason? Because I, I, th- I hate listening to it quite a lot. Is it a know your enemy kind of situation? Yeah. Like you really, in order to understand why you dislike something, you've got to intimately know it, like a family exactly. member. Like, okay, which family member? Well, I mean, I'm just speaking in generalities here, but you know, it could yeah. be a, a sibling, could be a, a parent, maybe a father. Um, okay, someone that you know really closely, and thus know why exactly they make you so mad. Good point. Great point. And that's why Maroon 5 is now your father. Interesting. Adam Levine, is All that right. Maroon 5? Uh, isn't that Adam De... Where's the guy from Workaholics? <laughs> Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Is, yeah, the comedian. And as far as I know, not a rock singer. No. Though incredibly no. talented. Very charming. Adam Very charming. Always, always liked him. Gone a bit mainstream though, hasn't he? Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. This is a podcast in which we really tackle the big questions like, hasn't Adam Devine kind of gone a little bit too mainstream? <laughs> Sitting through the internet with me this week, my friend, Michael, how you doing? Hey, High fives for hi. all. Hi. How are you going, everyone? And I'm Nick. Thank you so much for being here. What a lovely day for it. Look, let, let, let's not dawdle with intro. I'm not going to lie. We've had a busy couple of weeks. We've got Very shit busy. to get through. Absolutely. So, so let's not, none of this banter, none of this sort of fun, 
light frivolity that we normally no settled into. This is going to be no, hard-hitting journalistic yeah and incredibly let me stress this incredibly incredibly dull dull. so buckle up buckle up fuckheads because we're here okay you don't need to say every word that i'm saying but i appreciate your support as we get through this intro i'm just i'm just reiterating that we are completely on the same page here yeah um where should we start michael well let's start with facebook i agree i think that's a good place to start Fuck Facebook. <laughs> Fuck Facebook. Now, a lot of, look, a lot of people have probably been wondering where I am, where I have been for the last week. <laughs> a lot of people. Um, people have been reaching out to me being like, where's Michael where at? He? What's How he up do we to? contact him? Is he alive? Is he alive? Is he I, okay? I want to look at like pictures of him in 2013. Is there any way that yeah. I can now do this? Yes. Um, so... Last Friday, I'll just start. Uh, look, this doesn't need to be a huge story, but like but I'll just give you the nuts and bolts. It's fucking much like crazy. Deep Thought. We take things that shouldn't be huge stories and really stretch it out, really yep. milk it. So I, I'm I'm prepared for at least half an hour on this. Last Friday, come home from uh, drinks with some friends. What were you wearing that day? I was wearing a. I was wearing pants, shoes, mm. I believe socks. Okay. A shirt. Yeah. Do you remember in, the humidity level? Into my pants. I think it was 24 degrees. It was like pretty nice weather. Right. So you felt comfortable in the pants, the shoes, the socks, the shirt. Well, at a certain point, I did feel a little uncomfortable because I don't know about you, but sometimes when I tuck my, I, you know, when I tuck my shirt into my pants to go out, oh. it does feel a little bit too formal. And I'm like, is this, am I this person? But I think I am this person. This was a, a, t- a tucked short sleeve shirt? Yeah. Interesting. T-shirt. Oh, a, a t-shirt, not a collared, yeah. not a buttoned shirt. No. Okay. Okay. Well, now I yeah. feel like I understand. And so you got home, walk me through this, take the keys out of the pocket. Select presumably from one of a couple, put it into the door frame, twist clockwise. <laughs> it was so earnest. I wish everyone could just see your face. Was it clockwise? Was it? All right. Good bit. So okay. I get home. It's probably like 11 p.m. And I went to uh, open up Messenger to check if my friend got home. Okay. Because I'm obviously a great guy. Mm-hmm. And I open up Messenger and it says your face, your account's been suspended. And I'm a little bit bleary-eyed. I'm a little bit like, oh, whatever. Open Facebook, open Instagram. I'm like, huh? Everything, every my every account or Meta account has been suspended. I'm like, okay, whatever. Put the phone away. I'll sort it out tomorrow. I'm sure it's an easy fix. Get up the next day, and I'm kind of like trying to work out where's where can I appeal this? Where can I? This is obviously a mistake. So, so to clarify, on the morning you get up and you're now not as bleary-eyed, you're looking at this and you're still seeing an inability to A, log into any accounts and B, they seem to have been like erased as well. Like they're not even visible to other people. So it's yeah. complete suspension of every account you have that, and they're all interconnected. Yeah, every account every account that I have and, you know, I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the desktop the next day and I'm trying to... Um, try, so basically it's saying account suspended because you've violated our community guidelines, whatever. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Do some digging, start to start to find other 
you know, people complaining about the same problem. Um, and then I, and then after about three hours, because I'm not, I wasn't like super annoyed by this initially, but after a few, after a few hours, I was like, I just, I need, it's like having a, a pebble in your shoe. You have to get it out. Like, I can't think about anything else Yeah, kind of thing. It's just like a, it's so annoying. Yeah. And explain actually the, the, the frustrations here. Cause you, you were offered a way to appeal it, but that wasn't working. No, so part of what they do, part of what Facebook does is like if you feel like your account has been incorrectly suspended, uh, use the email link provided because they, they, they say that they, in most cases, and they do specify this, in most cases they'll send you an email before they, they suspend your account. Mm-hmm. But I did not receive no email. Yeah. No email. Uh, and they do that. They They don't send emails in certain cases, which is, I don't know if I'm skipping ahead here too much, but... If you're one of the community guidelines, which is the one that I apparently violated, was that they thought that I was under 13 years old and you can't use Facebook or Meta accounts if you're under 13 years old. Um, And so they don't send you an email because it's like it's a cut and dry case and they're not even going to hear you. It's not like I I posted something that was a little bit controversial and then they were like, "Mm, maybe we can discuss this. It was like, no, you're under 13. So then... um, you know, after about three hours, I'm, I can't work this out and I call, call oh, you. And the other, well, the other thing that I want to touch on here is that they have a link like to a website where it's like, let's go through this process, click here to start the appeal. And what it actually did was send you in an endless loop. So you'd click on this yes. link and you would it would say, okay, log in with your account. You'd log in with your account and then it would say, this account has been suspended. You cannot do the appeal process. And yeah. then it send loop. you back to the homepage. <laughs> and that link was an Oculus link. Yeah. So this is I've, I've, I now have this all this stupid information in my head about I didn't know that Facebook had an Oculus VR Meta. What I didn't yeah. know any about. I I shouldn't have to know about this. Yeah. But now I do. Yeah. And I'm more depressed. Yeah. Um. Than when I than when I didn't. But anyway. Um. Yeah. So I was just stuck in this endless loop and. I was like, I'm probably doing something wrong here, but I messaged you, and this is this is what kind of guy Nick is. Nick literally calls me back one minute later on FaceTime, and he's like, "Let's let's tackle this. Let's crush and then this. <laughs> let's fucking crush this." And so we tried to go through some steps, and I was getting uh, Lauren and I were going out to get a ring made, so we had an appointment, and to like Nick, I was I was saying this to Lauren, like because I was kind of my head was half in this and half you know trying to get this other thing sorted, and I was out all day. Yeah. And you, Nick was working on this the entire day, I assume, because <laughs> you were just troubleshooting the entire day. I, I felt very uncomfortable because I ended up giving you all of my passwords to everything or all of my password <laughs> yeah, was, to everything. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't spoil that yet. It did, it did feel a bit weird that you, I was like, Nick's just in my Gmail. Yeah. I, I like so, so one of the processes was, well, I suppose we, we've skipped over one of the headlines here, which is. We lost the at Deep Fort Instagram account mm. because because I set Deep up, Fort yeah. was set up by Michael as a as associated account with an address that Michael was already using for his private stuff, and so it was connected. So even though completely different username and login password for the Deep Fort account, because Michael's account went down, Deep Fort evaporated. <laughs> Yeah. Deep Fort on Instagram just ceased to exist. So I was and trying there were to log in. heard around the world. <laughs> Everyone was celebrating. There was parades in Rio, um, but the uh, I couldn't even log into it on my phone. 
and it was asking for things like verification codes. So then I was messaging Michael all day being like, okay, I'm about to press this button. Tell me the number that it texts you. Mm. It was trying to send like email verification. So I was like, okay, can you just <laughs> give me your email account? And, and I logged in as you, and that required other verification. So I was just trying to like remote operate your entire digital persona <laughs> in yeah. order to try and sort this thing out and couldn't get anywhere. Very, very, this- very invasive. Very invasive. Surgery, I took a lot of screenshots. Surgery. So I have some pretty revealing things to leak should you ever turn on me. Yeah. And by the way, the, that email thread to your dad is that's completely, a, that's just a bit. And don't take any of it to heart. <laughs> I tried not to read that one specifically. I was like, there are some things even for me that I don't want to know about. Okay, good. But I wish you both the best. Um, um, yeah. So we, we hit the same roadblocks. And very validating for me because not 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 as technologically savvy as you are. Yeah, and yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything wrong. No, no, it was completely Kafkaesque nightmare of just like trying to follow this intensely bureaucratic process with no resolution in sight, no explanation for what had happened, no confirmation emails. Then I was starting to pull on threads. I was like, okay, what's your email address that you signed up for Facebook? I signed into it and it turned out that it was <laughs> your cousin Dan's account. Yeah. Because like 13 years ago, you set up his Facebook for him and yeah. he never changed the He's login changed email it. address. So that yeah. was very confusing <laughs> for a minute. Um Then uh, there was other exciting discoveries, like you reused the exact same terrible password for every account that you own. Everything. Literally everything. And, you know, I would suggest it would not take a computer very long to guess what you Mm. (laughs) had been using. I was like, how has this happened to me? And then you were like, okay, what's your password for this? And I'm like, just the same as above. Hunter too. And then you're like, "What's what's your password for your Gmail? Same. It's, just, it's the same yeah. thing. It's, it's the, the same. same just put the same thing in like, everywhere. <laughs> it's not a. It's not a great mystery. How I got. I mean, it is kind of still a mystery because I do have two factor verification on all of yeah. my stuff. So I don't know. But how. I know. I know actually from reading up on this further that because, however, the hackers arranged this. So what they did was they used Oculus, which is this VR um, brand that Meta owns. And they set up accounts for that mm. using existing Facebook accounts. Yep. And for whatever reason, that specific vector of setting up an Oculus does not trigger the two-step verification process. Yep. So it, it, it just completely never bothered to verify for you. So anyway, you were then completely locked out. And that's a little bit unclear whether it's because they detected weird activity and it was like, shut this shit down or... These people took control of it and then used it for some sort of, I don't know, botnet or I don't know, some some other thing or mm. uh, simply because they had gone in and changed passwords and changed emails and things, you couldn't ever verify that it was you again. So it was it was very ambiguous as well what had happened to know th- this problem. But then as we started digging across that day and across that weekend, we found these threads of thousands of people who'd all basically at the same time, within the space of the last week or so, been caught mm. up in this same headache. So because there's no actual, and you said that uh, Facebook and Meta are famous for this, there is actually no uh, help available if you do, it's all kind of automated 
and then there, if there is this one kind of knot in the hose, uh, then it just you just can't you just literally cannot get anywhere. There's no yeah, so there's no everyone. Customer there's no customer service. There's no phone number. There's nothing. Yeah. So it turned out this is this is happening to thou- ha- happened to thousands of people. Um, you know, possibly within that week, but it, maybe even earlier. And everyone's just kind of flooding this metaphor because it's the only way that it's actually getting some sort of response, um, pathetic as it is anyway, uh, on uh, from Meta themselves. So everyone was on here. Um, there was this one particular thread that you sent me that I was following every day. I even posted on there. And Meta ended up shutting that down, uh, which I thought was, well, I don't know if I told you that, but they... You did, yeah. Because I was getting email alerts for it. Um, and people, they just they just shut it down. Um, and I, I even um, I even posted on Twitter on X uh, about it, just adding them. I've never done that before, um, but even that, it was kind of weird because um, as soon as I posted that, uh, I have like thirty followers on on Twitter. I, I got that post got like uh, two hundred comments. Wow! And I was like, wow! And like a few reposts. Then I look at them, and they're all all bots. <laughs> really all bots and they're but they're kind of they're very specific in what they post they say oh yeah facebook's uh, you know terrible with this stuff um look at uh go to this guy he'll help you out but they oh. all say they all say this so it's like yeah clearly. i don't know if that's part of the part of the hacking scheme is that they they know that people are going to be desperate they'll they'll try and contact meta on other platforms and then they de- redirect those people yeah. who are desperate to other I don't know if that's part of it. But anyway, it was very annoying. Uh yeah. Um what are we missing here? Well, I, I want to know the the resolution because all of a sudden the other day, lo and behold, so, Mikey Zub yeah. sends me a messenger message. So I was also um I went through like some I wasn't super bummed about the whole thing apart from just being annoyed um but then it was also like okay i don't really need facebook and instagram i don't think i don't think i'm gonna miss them that much like it is annoying to lose tagged photos or whatever yeah but i guess the most annoying thing is that you know the messenger thing because i don't have everyone's number and a lot of my good friends live overseas and i don't um i don't i can't even message them there yeah so from that perspective i was like i was contemplating do i just get like, do I try and make another account and just, it's kind of, kind of a nice thought to just be like, okay, well, I've got like, you know, 800 plus people on Facebook. I don't know, you know, most of those people really. Yeah. I'll just start again and just have 20 friends and live in, live in, uh, you know, bliss. Uh, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. In the woods. Um, so then last night, uh, I uh, I just opened my phone and it was kind of this that muscle memory thing, you know, when you're bored. Yeah. You, and that, it, it, that that gap between me, you know, going to my phone and just out of force of habit opening Instagram and then going, oh yeah, that kind of got uh, longer and longer between those times. So I was kind of weaning off. Um, and then I did it again last night and it said uh, I got a new screen mm. that I hadn't seen before and it said, can you verify your uh, details so I just click through it was the number and change your password please and then all of a sudden i'm back wow and no 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 notification no no explanation no nothing just oh you're back it's wild hey eh? just like it's after <laughs> after the shutting you down for over a week 
just being like, eh, but what if not? <laughs> but yeah. what if actually we fucked up and we didn't communicate it at all and we worked out that we fucked up somehow and we've kicked off the botnet or disentangled the Oculus thing or realized that you were who you said you were once you verified and, yeah, yeah. go at it. Except... It's sort of only half there for me. It's still glitchy, yeah. It's glitchy so as fuck. I can't receive messages. I can only uh, from individuals because I am my family chat. I can I can post on Messenger and people can reply to me. Um, but on like if I if 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 you try to text me, it won't work. Yeah. So, so it says this person is unavailable on Messenger, which is <laughs> crazy. I mean, now that I'm saying that out loud, I haven't actually Googled that. To know no. what that, whether other people have that and there might be a solution to it. Maybe there's some weird setting which has deactivated that somewhere that you can turn off and on again or whatever. Well, now now but at least I can, because I have an active account, I can report a bug at least. Yeah. So. And if you wanted to, you could like go in and like download your photo history and, and save your mm. messengers if, if that matters to you. You know, like you actually have access now to do things, which is much better than we had. And as I'm sure everyone was wondering, the Deep Fort Instagram account is back in action, baby. Oh, bigger than ever. Bigger than me. ever. Bigger. Well, yeah. sort of same same as it. Might have lost a follower or two, yeah. <laughs> well, because we weren't, we didn't no post process. for a week. No, no so content. So that'll, that'll be hitting, yeah. yeah, that'll be hitting some of yeah. our followers. What can you do? What can you do? Look, we've always prided ourselves on a quality over quantity process. Um, so maybe the triumphant return of Deep Fort will actually see more engagement. Maybe it's always great when you have more posts than followers on a um, <laughs> on a social media <laughs> social media page. Not exactly killing it, are we? Uh, all good. And uh, what have we learned from this experience, Michael? You, you've said actually that you might have found that you were less connected to your social media presence that you than you expected or than you thought. Do you foresee yourself being less invested going forward? I think it's probably more that I, this has really left a really uh, sour taste in my, in my mouth with regards to, to Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of hate them a little bit now. I'm just like, fuck you, man. Like you've treated me so poorly. And I, I think it's more that than, you know, uh, you know, I found a, there's, there's this newfound sense of, of, uh, you know, not being on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I probably just go back to what I was yeah. saying before. Really, I mean, you're not um, the only one who's had cause to dislike Facebook. Um, so I'm sure there are plenty of others who have also disagreed. In fact, we know other people whose accounts were also hacked who just had to start again or, or get rid of it. Never, never was able to re-enter. James Packer, yeah, deleted. Yeah, yeah. Now his his name in my list is like a Vietnamese name and. Sending this is James messages. Packer, our friend, and not the uh, tycoon, uh, Australia tycoon, media tycoon. Well, I, I don't want to limit his possibilities. You know, let, let's not rule him out. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the complete lack of any sort of control over it does make you <laughs> feel very helpless, doesn't it? It's ridiculous, and so we're so dependent on it. You know, that's the annoying thing. It's like, why I don't, do I really need this? Not really, but you're making me need you. It's like an abusive partner, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're, they're selling your shit for money. So, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, the, 
Uh, other takeaway, Michael, maybe, maybe, maybe some better passwords, maybe. Don't worry, Nick. Way ahead of you. I've already added an extra digit on my oh, existing oh, passwords. So under twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think you'll find uh, hackers that uh, you won't be Do getting to my shit anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you anyway. described it as a bit of a wake-up call. Is how I re- re- recall you um, discussing your password hygiene. Um, yeah. So I would like to repeat for everyone listening as well, if this sounds like you, if you're the kind of person who's always known, well, yes, they say you should have different passwords for everything, but you still kind of use that same password everywhere, it's not good enough. It isn't. I'm sorry. It's not. Don't don't, don't be like Michael. Don't be and, like me, guys. <laughs> and learn from this and go away. And, there, you know, if you're an, I, uh, an Apple user, you've got the iCloud chain. It'll suggest... Really strong passwords for you. Just, mm. just put use that. Let them have different strong passwords for everything, and your life will be so much easier. Can I say one more thing? I just realized this. I'd love um, for that, you to say more on this. That the other annoying thing was that you know I'm, you know I my my almost exclusively my communication with my family is done on Facebook, mm. um, through Messenger. Mm-hmm. And so after, you know, four or five days, I I just messaged my mum and just said, hey, um, a text my account, message me. a text message, uh, my account's been suspended incorrectly. And uh, so just message me here if you need me. And she just said, what did you do? <laughs> and I, I was like, no, 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 this is, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And she, there was like a little bit of victim blaming going on here from oh. my mummy. What were you wearing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, this, this was, I, I said the same thing to Lauren's mom, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, because I text her as well. And she said, what did you do? I'm like, what is this? What is this energy? No. Like, what What? What do they think I'm doing on there? When, when a man comes to you and tells you that his Facebook account has been suspended, let's keep the energy positive let's Mm. be sympathetic you know let's be supportive let's not be judgmental just because you might have sent dick pics doesn't Mm. mean that we need to leap to this sort of judgmental tone no believe believe all believe all michaels (laughs) okay george michael all right yeah george michael uh michael can you think that's of all, any That's other? all the Michaels. <laughs> there's the both Michaels. There's you and there's George Michael. <laughs> yes. Change your passwords, please. Change it regularly. Make them strong. Use the Apple one. Use the Google one. Use one password. LastPass, Bitwarden. They're free options. It'll take you an hour to get it sorted, and then you'll be so much better off. Please do it. Oh, Michael. Any oh, other Nikki, any baby. other sort of big life-changing news? Yeah. So I thought I'd take you on this journey. Please. With me. Because you have been on this journey with me. I have. Some would say I was the instigator of the journey. It, you, 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 really, you really kind of were. So I just want to put a disclaimer here. Actually, maybe I'll put a disclaimer at the end. Because I'm a little bit like conscious of of uh, the perception of why I'm, I'm saying this, uh, describing this journey. Um, anyway, let's start. Where should we start? birth <laughs> <laughs> so my mother and father loved each other I, very much 
I have for basically my entire life, uh, you know, had some sort of, and listener, you might you might have picked this up. You might have picked this up, uh, you know, the last 10 minutes, really. Uh, some issues with uh, attention, uh, focus, things of that nature. Um, and Nick has, uh, Nick has been along that process with me uh, on the record, actually, um, a few times, um, just blindly uh, giving me, you know, slipping in an ADHD test uh, here and there. Just the and, ones. Just um, the ones. Just the ones. And um, and anyway, you know, I've it's kind of been in the back of my mind for for many years, and never really, never really uh, explored it because it's never, to me, it's not ever been a problem. And there's a few things that I'll kind of break down, I guess, with regards to that. But um, anyway, I I um, uh, I kind of had been experiencing a little bit more of the uh, difficulty understanding things, focusing, sitting still as my as I kind of got stuck into my career over the last four or five years um, and having needing to be in the office and uh, needing to understand verbal information and emails and and just kind of missing things and kind of feeling starting to feel kind of stupid uh, because you know I wasn't. It wasn't, there was some things I just really just was not understanding. I'd be in a meeting and I just had no idea what was going on. Not because I didn't understand the work, but because I just, I wasn't understanding the words really, you know, put together. Following, yeah. So, um, so I decided this year uh, that I, I'll, go, I'll go and explore this and not, not necessarily with the intention of seeking a diagnosis per se, but just exploring it with a doctor and just seeing what happens, you know? And so I went, you know, I hadn't, I'm not the type of guy that goes, I haven't been to a GP since, uh, you know, 9-11 when I was treated for burns. <laughs> so For, putting my, ha- for putting my hand on the stove. Okay. You know, I wasn't connected to the, <laughs> the unrelated. Just a weird, unrelated. Just a weird <laughs> injury on that day. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, th- I, I guess I'll just describe the process because I think it's, it's kind of, cause I had no idea about how to even, you know, go about this really. Yeah. And a lot of my information was, you know, just found online. So I think maybe it's be, maybe it'd be helpful to anyone else who is maybe thinking about it, um, not to self aggrandize here or think that, um, anyone's actually going to learn anything from anything that I, I will say, but like, I, I just think the, I disagree. I think this is very informative. I think the process is interesting. So I went to the GP and I, you know, I said, you know, that I I feel like I'm I'm having issues, you know, focusing, sitting still, blah blah blah. And he, you know, get, went through a couple of questions, did a kind of a brief test, said that I ticked uh, a lot of the, a lot of the boxes um, for this. So he's happy to refer me to a psychiatrist, um, and you know the. I actually had to go get like bloods and stuff. You know, we talked about this on a couple of episodes ago when I had to go to get an ECG and had to shave my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was for that was for this, um, and that that is for the purpose of if they do decide to put you on medication, they just want to make sure you're healthy and can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I got referred. I got a referral to a psychiatrist, um, and yeah. <laughs> 
famously in I'm, not, I'm sure it's the same worldwide in, in New Zealand as well but like waiting times for this every man and his dog is kind of seeking this diagnosis so waiting times for this are enormous typically months and I was told it won't be until May basically um, but I found this clinic online um, and they 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 could fit me in within a month uh, just by chance so I had a I had an initial a uh, screening uh, interview assessment with a nurse practitioner pr- practitioner who's not a psychiatrist, but they they just kind of get like a background on your life and, you know, you, you basically just have to find every example in your life that might apply to this. And, you know, I had written notes and all that and they assess you based on that and, you know, um, other things like lifestyle and lifestyle uh, factors and choices or whatever. Yeah. So I had that, and then, um, and then, uh, uh, and then a month later, I had the uh, assessment with the psychiatrist himself, um, which was yeah, it's it's quite ner- it was quite nerve wracking. I got to say, yeah. I was like more nervous um, for that than I have been for like a job interview. Um, and I guess the reason for that is that there's a lot, there's a lot. There's a lot going on emotionally, I think, when you go down this path, or at least it was for me, where there was a bit of fear. First of all, for the psychiatrist appointment where basically you're going to get told, you know, either you have this disorder or you don't. And I guess part of my concern or um, anxiety towards that was that I I was like, what if I don't Mm. have it? And yeah. I think I'm one of these people that I think I have ADHD, but in the end, I just like, I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I just don't learn well enough. And, and also who am I to think I have ADHD? I mean, who am I, you yeah. know? And I also just didn't know if I, you know, I didn't know how I would, if, if, if he says, yes, you, you, you have ADHD, how am I going to use that? How, what's going to, well, yeah. What's then it going to change? Yeah. What's it going to change? Like, am both, I going to use both it as a options. scapegoat? This is Suck. a turning point. A right? little yeah. bit. But then on the other side of that, it's like, okay, potential uh, treatment options and maybe I can yeah. actually fix this or uh, even, thing if there is an issue. Yeah, or, or just like self-knowledge, like knowing yourself better, right? Totally. Like revelatory and that understanding of how your brain operates a little better. Exactly. And, and the other thing is, though, that this is, at the end of the day, uh, a subjective diagnosis, it's it's observational. You can't you can't take a blood test yeah. and then say, oh yeah, you do. I guess you could do an MRI MRI or something, but you know that's that's not how these things work. So, I, the the other element was like, am I? I wanted to be completely honest, like not not just not just um, not just telling him what why I think it applies, but I wanted to be I wanted to give examples of where I don't think I have ADHD. One of, one of the interesting things is that uh, you have to get a family member uh, or a partner or both uh, to do a test for you, like a, uh, like a um, kind of like the one that you gave me. Uh, does this person, um, how disorganized are they on a scale of strongly disagree to strongly agree? Things like that. 15 yeah. questions. Yeah. And I have to do it myself. And my mum, I got mum and Lauren to do it. And it was quite interesting because... Um, Certainly, it's quite. It basically just a. It was like a little bit of a test of how they view you. Yeah. And one of those things, like one of them was, 
one of the questions was, uh, feels the need to talk excessively or talk over people. And another one was, uh, has difficulty waiting their turn. Yeah. Now, I really don't think that I do that. But my mom wrote for those, strongly agree. <laughs> strongly agree. Can't wait his turn. Always talking over the top of people. I'm like, what? You know, so, you know the, the ironic there as I speak on top of you. But um, I, I, I don't know how I would actually answer that because – so after this, uh, you know, we had the, a little bit of this conversation off pod. Um, I remembered having given you this ADHD test and I don't even remember at the time what had prompted it other than I was maybe just like reading something and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. ended up there. And I was like, oh, this would be a funny thing to do. Um, and so I was listening back to podcasts to try and find that episode. My note taking of that era was terrible. So I, I was having to like... 1.5x like binge listen to a bunch of stuff to try and find this fucking test that I gave you episode 90 if people want to go check it out but the yep. um the end result of that was hearing a lot of our early podcasts one never listened to a podcast early podcast very horrifying in a, <laughs> in a lot of ways but two there was definitely an era in which you were always talking always mm. talking on top of me and part of that is just we were learning how to be podcasters. Totally. But part of that was, I think, potentially not, you know, as a non-medical person, potentially symptomatic because you could watch in real time your train of thoughts go off in different directions. But yeah. now, obviously, you are so much better than that. And I would say you actually don't talk on, over people and are very good at, like, waiting for those gaps and things. So it's interesting to think that that might have evolved in that period of time. I definitely, I've thought about that before, that I think the podcast has definitely helped, um, ha has helped with like waiting, waiting your turn. So I, I think the podcast could have, could have definitely affected um, that particular aspect or that mm. it's just a skill really. It's just like listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And waiting for a break. And also, I mean, we're dealing with a, we're dealing with a slight lag here, I guess, you know, for us, you know, when you put it together, it doesn't sound like it, but um, you know, there is, you do have to wait your turn and you have to look at, you have to read visual cues. I have to, I have to kind of read the tone of your voice. And if it's, you know, if it's looking like it's, you know, winding up or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's those things. Um, yeah. So, so your your mum and and Lauren had done this test. Yes. So they uh, yeah, and that's essentially just so they can see you know how other people are viewing you and how how that matches up with your self awareness, I guess of of this. Um. So yeah, I I went yeah went to the appointment. Had the the psychiatrist was it was all done on, online and um, it was a it's a great it was a great chat. I didn't really use my notes. I. You know, written out you know three or four pages of of notes, so I didn't miss anything, which you could argue is not very ADHD of me to make notes. But I guess part of part of this is like over the course of the of the course of my life, I think I have become I have uh, have uh, uh, mitigating uh, strategies in place. Yeah, and part of that is you know I put. Even if I have drinks with a friend, I put it in my calendar. I put everything in my calendar. I make a list every day. And I think because my natural state is probably very disorganized, I've become quite organized yeah. as a as a way of trying to, to really fix that. Yeah. You know? And the other, um, thing, the other side, of course, is 
you know, ADHD is perceived as chaos, but it can also present in certain areas as hyperfixation, right? Like of being yeah. incredibly obsessive over a certain thing. And yeah. I think you could argue that I'm going to write four pages of notes for this medical appointment because then I'll be completely prepared. Could be yeah. some sort of presentation of a, well, let's fixate on this one issue that I'm really thinking about a lot. Yeah, totally. And and when I, on the hyperfocus thing, I think that was essentially the, that was one of the biggest reasons why I was like, okay, I, this, this thing is something that I, is me. Um, <clears throat> because when I, it's, ba- it's, it's not, it's not in too many areas of my life, but, uh, you know, with music, even with our Christmas songs, like the hyper-focus is, uh, you know, I defy anyone to focus as much as I do, you know, on anything uh, when I'm doing music. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I had the chat psycho- psychiatrist and it was great. It was, it was great. And um, he, yeah, he said that he's uh, very confident that I have, uh, you know, moderate to severe ADHD, as he as he put it, um, and yeah, diagnosed me, and that was that was interesting. And so I'm on um, I'm on some medication now, uh, on it right now, baby. Oh, and I've been on for a week, and he's like, this plays into this subjective diagnosis, observational, whatever. There is still part of me that does questions it. Yeah, you know, um, and. I on the first day that I had uh, medication for it, I you know it's a stimulant medication essentially, and I'm not yeah. exactly sure what the science is, but they give you uh, an amphetamine basically, yeah. and it's meant to you know kind of level you out. It's kind of counterintuitive. One of, one but- of the most like famous <laughs> self-diagnosis things for ADHD is people who I think get speed. And like all their friends are like bouncing off the wall and they just feel like completely normal. <laughs> that when you're like, oh, I just feel like a really sort of focused, normal human being and all my friends yeah. are going fucking insane. That's yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the key like indicators that you might have ADHD. Yeah. And I, I won't comment on. Um, no, I'm not saying that you have any experience with that, um, hmm. but in a, in a hypothetical situation that, that applies to others, um, yeah. that might be manifest. And, and not me. Yes. Um, yeah. So the first day that I that I that I took it, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty remarkable. I would say. Wow. Um, I was at work. Oh, well, I was working from home, but I actually got to about. Um, it's just kind of a slow release medication. It's called Five Ants. Um, that kind of if you take you meant to take it in the morning and it five kind of ants. Last f- they gave five me five ants. ants. They gave me five ants. Fuck <laughs> ants, man. It's not fuck no, ants. Fuck ants. Um, I was going to say something about. Um, actually, I won't. Never yeah. mind. Uh, and then by kind of, I took it at like eight a.m. and then it kind of peaks four hours. And I, fe- I, I was just like, I was, I was kind of blown away by like the feeling of. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's noise reduction. Really, it felt like, mm. and. And I, I got a bit worried because I did think this, you know, what you said about, you know, if your friends who, who don't have ADHD are taking dexamphetamines or whatever and they're, they're bouncing off the walls because I felt so I, – I really felt euphoric. And I guess that's your body getting used to the medication and it is still an amphetamine. 
So I actually called my psychiatrist and I was like, I don't think I have ADHD because I feel incredible. And, you know, and he was like, How, how's, your, how's, your, how's your morning been at work? And I was like, I've, you know, it's been great. You know, I've sat, I haven't left my desk. And he like laughed at me and he said, um, he said, you know, if, if you, if, you, if someone's colorblind and then you give them color blind correcting glasses and they can see color, you know, you, you're going to feel euphoric. You're going to feel great, you know, yeah. so don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. Um, and that kind of put me at ease a little bit. You know, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to, I was like, How, what do you really know? You're just watching <laughs> me. You're just observing me over a computer. Like I could, I could really fake this, I think. I mean, to, yeah, to go back to your old, your former, statement right like quote it it's subjective like this guy's looking at you looking at the presentation and going i think you've got this but as it yeah. turns out there is a very easy way to find out which is now we've put you on medication and we see what happens yeah. and yeah. it sounds like they're very clear evidence that that this was a real thing that you had that is now being ameliorated by medication use absolutely and uh, you know, i've had a like probably the best I've started a new job and probably had the best week of work um, in that, in this job since I started part of that could be placebo. I thought about that too. I mean, like maybe it is, maybe it is placebo, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't in matter. The, sense that yeah. <laughs> the outputs, the outputs the same. Yeah. Um, obviously these drugs are not placebo. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, you can feel that you can feel them working tangibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, so so can I? I've got so many different questions for you. Um, Hit me. The first is that I'm really happy for you, um, mm. and I'm glad. That, yeah, I appreciate that. That what was really <laughs> just a kind of obnoxious joke thing to have done to you and and you know our friend jude who listened to the podcast said she's never been more horrified than when i <laughs> blind sprung an adhd test on you <laughs> i was like ah he's fine he, he enjoyed it thank you jude thank you um but i'm i'm really happy to hear that you're doing well um the, the, then i got a whole bunch of just questions and you can tell me Pile whether or not on. you want to answer them but um Moderate to severe. So how do they judge a strength of ADHD? I hadn't realized that there could be Spectrum. like a gradient there that they can point to or designate. So what I'm, what made you potentially moderate to severe? I, I was under the same impression. <clears throat> I did look online after, he, after my appointment and saw that there is – a spectrum, but I don't think it's like in the same way that autism has a spectrum. Yeah. You can be like high functioning autistic, and um, it doesn't present as strongly. But you know, there are certain things. I'm not sure. I didn't actually ask anything about that. Mm -hmm. um, potentially, an unnecessarily an unnecessary thing to <laughs> to add on. Yeah, but in a way, but is it sort of validating having? I it, guess it is. Yeah, having a I guess it was. descriptor of of intensity like that. Well, yeah. I, look, the other part, the other part of it is that there was a bit of. Um, uh, I was a bit sad. Was I sad? I guess I was sad for my younger self a little bit mm -hmm. when after the appointment because I did think you know I I never I knew I was smart. Um, I knew I was a smart person, but I knew I was like a specific type 
my intelligence was specific and it wasn't, I wasn't great at, you know, sitting exams and stuff, but I was, you know, good at, you know, just talking about, you know, a, a book or a text or something like that. Um, and I just feel like I felt stupid. And this is, this was the real impetus for me to finally um, go and seek this out was that um, I was just feeling really stupid and I was, I was really embarrassed and I felt sad for myself as a boy, really, as a schoolboy, uh, that um, I, I was, I just beat myself up about it a lot, you know. Yeah. I think. Which is uh, un- unfair, unnecessary, you know. It, it, un- it, in the sense that, like, your life could have been different at that time if it had been noticed, diagnosed, or medicated. Of, of course, we're talking twenty years ago now, so. The world yeah. was different then, and the processes were different then. But yeah, and look, my parents were both teachers. Um, had always suspected that I had ADHD, oh. and never, and didn't want to. Um, they were they were worried that I there would be I would be stigmatized or bullied, which I I think is fair. You know, there is a bit part of me that's like, because um, the psych actually did say if you if you do medicate in children, there's um, a high possibility that you would autocorrect and grow out of it. Right. Um, if you catch it early, so there is a little bit of that. Like, wait, wait, wait. Wanna... Sorry, sorry. I just want to. I want to process that. If you give medication to kids who are symptomatic, young enough, mm. yeah, that minimizes the expression of those ADHD traits in a way yep. that they can then learn to handle. And then, if you take them off medication, they may no longer present as ADHD. Is that what you just said? I'm not. I'm not sure exactly, but he, yeah, he just said that if uh, you know if you were medicated as a child, there's a chance you would have grown out of this. Or he used the word autocorrect. Autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, implies the 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 no longer continuing medication. I would. I would. That's what I assumed. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So you know, I told I had. Uh, I haven't actually like spoken to my dad about this. I've, you know, I spoke to my mum because I I told her I was going through this, and um, and she she sent me a really sweet message back. Um, she I, I could tell she was upset, um, and she said, you know, I'm I'm so sorry. You know, we just we thought that you we thought you'd get bullied, and that was the wrong choice to make, and we're really we're really really sorry. Okay. Um, it was really it made me cry, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Look, I I don't I don't have it. I, you know, I don't. I can understand that rationale. Yeah, you're you know, not from, you're not holding blame and resentment against them for that. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and I felt yeah, I felt bad that my mum feels that way or felt that way. Um, but yeah, she was obviously just happy that there was some progress uh, being made in some way or another. Um, what else was I going to say, Nick? I mean, I have I have more questions if you would like or if there was something yeah. on the tip of your tongue. Yep, I'll just uh, um, yell out if, if you remember what you're going to say. Uh, I mm-hmm. So in this process, you were starting from the idea of like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm feeling stupid at work. I'm feeling like I can't concentrate or whatever. Let's explore this. What part of your process or consideration was the medication angle of it? 
had you gone into it thinking, okay, if I get diagnosed, I'd like to be on medication. I'd like to try that out. Had you gone into it with the idea of like, well, let's just see what they say and then make that decision later. Um, or, and ha- what was the psychiatrist's perspective on it when the diagnosis had been, you know, given, was he immediately like, and thus I think you should go on drugs or we don't have to, but you could explore it. I- I'm curious about that side of it. Uh, yeah, I was happy to take that lead, whatever that whatever that was. I will say that there was, um, I did see a psychologist a few years ago when I was um, going through some relationship issues um, and kind of mentioned it to the psychologist, which is very different. And when I did mention to it to him, he said, some, he said um, okay, so, yeah, you probably have ADHD. Then what? And he said that and I, <laughs> I immediately caved. And that was actually kind of part of why it took me a few years because I was like, yeah, he's got a, he's got a point. Like what, what am I going to do then? Um, so I just kind of left it there. But so, so I, sorry, do you feel like that was dismissive from him? Like he was, he was like big deal or was it like, was he trying to tease out whether or not you did want an intervention for that? Or was he just like, ah, pff, who cares? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, but in my head, at the time, I, I felt like it was. Um, I think it was. I took it on board. You know, I was like, yeah, and I, I had been thinking that anyway. So it was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure what he was really trying to get at. Um, but the effect was, I it dis- demotivated me to to explore it further. Um, so yeah, I was. Ha- my understanding is that um, that. Uh, medication is the first port of call for treatment for ADHD. So he did he did explain that up top, and then at the end of our conversation, he said, "These are our options." And basically, it was try out this uh, particular drug first, five ants, yeah, and then we'll. It's a bit of trial and error to work out dose, and if it's actually working well yeah. for you. And he said, "There's other other options, but we'll start here, yeah. and then we'll work it out over the next few months." And I guess, again, I'm, I'm just circling here. So you you had gone into this process because you were f- f- experiencing, you know, symptoms or issues. So you were looking for a treatment effectively. You started the process with looking for a way to, to make that better, whether or not that was therapy or medication. But you were looking to exactly. fix it and the psychiatrist was like, well, let's start with the drug side of things. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And so when he then said, okay, let's put five ants in your pants and just see if that gets you to <laughs> gets you. To, it's just a, it's a strange name. Um, mm. uh, let's see how that goes. What was your response? Was it was like relief? Was it apprehension? Were you like, uh, you know, part of, for instance, some of the, at least the popular perhaps perception of taking medication is some fear that it would affect the way your brain works in a way that you don't like or limit for instance creativity or productivity or something like that in a a way because it's it's futzing with brain chemistry Mm. what was your reaction to the idea of okay well let's let's try let's try drugs yeah i was i was surprised with how quick uh, you know, as as soon as we finished kind of the assessment, I would say 
it was there was five minutes left of the thing and then it was kind of very quick it was like yes i'm diagnosing you and let's talk drugs um so i was surprised by that but i i did voice some concern about exactly what you said of you know i didn't want to there are aspects of my personality that i could potentially attribute to um adhd that i really do like um and part of that is i think like you know i think it sounds trivial but there's like a a, a silliness like you know a kind of a, my my parent my family calls it manic but there's like a i don't know i feel like silly and chatty and you know sometimes playful. And playful exactly and i like that i really like that about my personality and i did say you know is I, i'm worried about like becoming a zombie or whatever and he was like that's you might be confusing this with something else i think maybe like antidepressants or something yeah um but he said you know anything's possible but it's unlikely to um, do that. And to, it, it also in, uh, boosts dopamine um, because I think, uh, yeah, people who do have ADHD do have a, uh, have less dopamine. Uh, yeah, I believe that that's, less that's often what is why the brain goes looking for new things, new stimuli. It's because that creates dopamine and it's exactly. running short on it. That's my very layperson understanding of it. Um, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, and, and even in the week since I've been on the medication, it's I could I would uh, I would say that my my mood and my um, my outlook on on life or whatever optimism is pretty. Uh, it's boosted. It's been mm. boosted quite a lot in the sense that dopamine is the happy chemical having more mm. of it has actually not just improved in terms of the ADHD symptoms, but generalized tolerability at, you know, work difficulties and happiness and mood and pleasure stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it I mean, it's tough to say exactly what is what, because yeah. it just could be, you know, you know, maybe I'm just feeling better about work. So that's making me feel more positive in my uh, external life. Yeah. Um, it could, it could be whatever. Knows, yeah. It doesn't matter really. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like I'm happier. Mm. I think, and that's 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 an incredible takeaway. Like that, it makes me happy to hear you feeling happy. Um, Not that I was depressed or anything. No, you know. But that. But do you, do you feel? You know, it's a weekend. It's early days. Do you feel like comforted in a way from? having now a diagnosis from trying a treatment that seems to be working like do you do you are you glad that you went down this path oh yeah yeah like uh, a thousand percent um there's like a it feels like there's like a safety net or something like in place or maybe like training wheels or something um that i'm like okay i you know i can i can rely maybe i don't know but rely is the right word but like I've got something to help me. Yeah. Um, and that 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 is comforting for sure. Yeah, amazing. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, can I just say, Nick, I do, I know, you know, you're making fun of, you know, it, it, I'm not sure if it was making fun when you when you were doing the, <clears throat> the ADHD test. I mean, I was not offended at all by this. I actually think it's, um, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a way of, um, I think it's being a good friend, actually. Uh, you know, you're doing it in a funny way. Um, and I think a lot of you know, people might, like Jude thinks that, you know, 
I don't know, that's hor- <laughs> horrific or whatever. You know, you know me, you know, I would never think that. And I think you have been um, su- very supportive of, of this, even if it was, you know, that's how, that's how we communicate. I think, you know, we, we make <laughs> fun of the tests. things yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know, I do, I really do appreciate your support. And you were the, one of the first people I, I told. Mm. Um, and that's because you have been so supportive. So, yeah. Well, that, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were worried you wouldn't be playful. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm very happy for you. I'm I'm glad, and thank you for uh, being willing to talk about it here as well. I hope you know people found it. I'm sure people found it interesting. I hope it might also be inspiring of of them to to have a look at some of those things that maybe they've been wondering about as well. Because you do not lose from learning about yourself. I think I think mm. that's a really you, you only. You only benefit from knowing yourself better. The disclaimer that I wanted to put at the start or the end was that um, I was a little bit apprehensive of about talking about this, not because I was, you know, embarrassed or it was revealing, but because like there's a little bit of like uh, I don't want to be like, hey, oh, look at me, you know. I, Lauren showed me this. I don't know if this ah, oh, she wouldn't listen. That Lauren showed me this uh, person on Instagram, one of the people that she follows, like on her story was like, got my ADHD diagnosis today. Like is, is like parading it. And I really, I don't want to, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have mis misunderstood the context and purpose of this discussion. I I think you came off as very, um, very considered and not, and like, like a hero. Like yeah. a like a sort of grandstanding, someone who survived nine eleven, and again, exactly. just the fact that you burnt your hand on the stove on the just date. Co- co- completely coincidental, <laughs> complete coincidental, but survivor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I survived nine eleven. It's just a hand on a stove. Uh, listen, if you enjoyed this episode, um, that's a really nice compliment, I think, and I'm sure that Michael would be appreciative of it, um, as am I. So why don't you go back and listen to other episodes you'll appreciate, like the aforementioned episode 90. Why don't you get in touch with us at deepford.gmail.com, on our Facebook page, still valid, on our Instagram, probably fine, or, you know, hit Mark up on Twitter. He's got a lot of bot followers now, so join the club. <laughs> join my bot friends. <laughs> yeah. Send an email to deepford.gmail.com and just generally... Take your Odin inner brain seriously and learn a bit more about yourself because it, it will only serve you in the long run. Went to a pharmacy earlier this week and look, you know those glucose jelly beans that they have? You know, oh, glucogel. So oh, good. Oh, just like threw me back to my childhood then. Every time we went to the chemist and I'd be like, oh, can we get jelly beans? And mum would get a little pack of jelly beans. Oh. Same. And so I love the so black good. ones. And no one else in my family liked the black ones. And like, I was Okay, look, like, we get it. You like the black ones. <laughs> yeah. I've always been into minorities. The, um, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, that little sort of pure glucose hit of like that tiny little bit of joy. Oh, nothing Amazing. compares. But how about this? They, at the at a pharmacy, they had a bowl. Okay. A bowl of glucose jelly beans, and loose. It said, "Help yourself." Loose. Loose. Isn't that what? crazy, dude? What world are we living in? That at fa- a pharmacies have the amount of money to just splash on buckets oh, okay, of. Okay, that's you, of, no, no wrong wrong take. Okay. Wrong take. The hygiene. Okay. 
What is this? I mean, in if a there's anywhere that's going to have world, if there's anywhere that's going to have clean jelly beans, it's going to be a pharmacy. If I'm at a they fucking... were spraying them with sanitizer. <laughs> okay, if I, you know, let's say I was at, um, you know, Service SA getting my driver's license renewed. Do you think I'm touching a bucket of jelly beans? Absolutely mm, not. Mm, 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 mm. If I'm at a pharmacy, look. A lot of plastic gloves being worn behind the counter. A lot of masks also, still on. A lot of sick people going into a pharmacy. Mm, that's an interesting point. Yeah. That's an interesting I don't know, point. but I was quite frankly shocked. Did you help yourself? No. Oh, gosh. No, I didn't. That's I wanted to. I really wanted to. I haven't had one of those things since 1982. <laughs> wow. The glucogel. Yeah. Going out of business sale. Maybe that's why mm. there was a big tub of expired jelly beans there for people to help themselves to. Probably were, weren't they? Yeah. What is this? An Indian restaurant? Like, don't don't do this. You know, I've do this. I've I've helped myself to the tiny little little spoonful of little candy seed spices every now and then. Interesting experience. Them. Interesting experience. It doesn't quite fit. It's not. Does it? It's, it's not, not what I need. It's not like a cup. mint. It's not like a. Br- no. It's not like a fresh sort of capper on a meal. It's more mm. of the same in a way that I I feel is not accentuating the experience for me. No, I'd I'd prefer like a Gatorade after a, curry. <laughs> a Gatorade after every curry. Yeah, or some um, some Gaviscon, just little Gaviscon tablets on a tray there. That that's not bad. It's pretty. Helpful. Hey, speaking of. Uh, Gaviscon, shout out to my lovely, uh, love of my life. Happy birthday, Lauren. She is. Happy birthday, Lauren. She, uh, it was two days ago. She's turning 17. And... 17 again. And I I might be kicked off Facebook again, I think. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 She's, uh, we went away to Mornington for her birthday. She grew oh, up in lovely. Mornington. So just did the old um, childhood kind of tour. Relive, very yeah. nice, very nice. But yeah, happy birthday, darling! Oh, that's very sweet. She happy- listens. She listens to every. You know She'll what she skim does? this one. She's she's not into this sort of. She's heard it. She's heard it. <laughs> she's not only heard it firsthand. She's heard it me say it to other people. Yeah, she's you, know, pra- you practiced so it before the pod. Yeah, but you know what? She she will often listen to Deep Thought. In bed next to me to fall asleep. It's so oh, weird. Oh, that's nice. We should we should bring back a, another blanket for it at some point. Then we should we should. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, shall we end on a little bit of science news? Because I got a, I, I messaged you halfway through this um, this interval, but since our last podcast, with the news that I had perhaps the most exciting oh. deep thought article just sitting in my pocket, ready to go. Um, so I have I have a bit of science news for you here, Mike. I can't wait to get into it. Great, don't call me Mike. But put it in the machine, <laughs> load it up. We don't have a machine. I just play the jingle. Oh, okay. It's that time. Time for science news. Great vibes. Great vibes in that track. I say it every time, but I still like it. I listen every time. Even when I you edit, can sniff I your own through. shit. Yeah, I, can, that's fine. I do. And it smells like roses. Um, okay, Michael, I hope that you saw this. I'm just going to read this article and we'll enjoy ourselves. 
This is a Newsweek. This is a real publication. You know, respect for the Newsweek brand. And this is the article. I'll read the title now. Published last week. Scientists create lab-grown testicles. What? A pair of tiny artificial testicles have been created in a lab, which scientists hope will provide solutions to male infertility and improve our understanding of testicular development and function. Roughly 1 in 12 men of reproductive age in the United States have experienced problems with infertility, but while male infertility can be easily identified, we know very little about the actual causes behind this. Hmm. Artificial testicles are a promising model for basic research on testicle development and function, which can be translated into therapeutic applications for disorders of sexual development and infertility. In a recent study published in the International Journal of Biological Scientists, this uh, scientist's lab successfully created tiny artificial organs called organoids resembling the tubular structures of a natural testicle. Organoids are tiny artificial... tiny artificially grown masses of cells that resemble natural organs and offer novel insights into organ development and disease. To create the artificial organ-like structures, Gonan and his colleagues collected and cultured immature testicular cells from newborn mice. The cells were grown in the lab for nine weeks, which is theoretically long enough for them to complete the process of sperm production and hormone secretion. The team does not yet know if their artificial testicles can produce sperm, but they did notice signs of early sperm cell production. Do this mice lab- have testicles? Mice have balls, man. What? Mice is a, I didn't... Mice has got all of the yeah. bits. Well, well, well said. While mice can provide a useful model for organ development, Gonan hopes in the future to produce these organoids from human samples. Michael. Yeah. We're growing balls. We're growing balls. Yeah. We're growing our own fake real balls now. Isn't Love science, it. Isn't science miraculous? I, I'm so here for it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see an image. <laughs> I can send the article to you. Do you have an image? I can. Um, Please. Let's. Um, it's not going to be exactly. I'm. I'm going to guess you're picturing like a, a full yeah, ball sack. I am. Yep. It's on not, a mouse. It's not going to be that. But okay. that's okay. If if you're listening at home on a podcast player and you uh you check your chapter title <laughs> and you wondered what that little black and white scriggle was, um, that's um that's some homegrown testicles for you. Um, let me look at these little babies. Okay, definitely not what I was expecting. No, what you're expecting. It looks no. a lot more like a a worm, to be honest, <laughs> like a really microscopic worm. Balls are fascinating. I'll I just agree. say that. I, Balls I agree. are a marvel of the of the human body. Sitting out there for temperature regulation, and yet so important, so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. What a what a what a sort of perfect encapsulation of the male energy you know yes yes precious uh fragile precious fragile strong vulnerable you know virile and yet susceptible to such easy attack <laughs> yeah and also tied to like your know, ego and masculinity like yeah. you know yeah yeah when you when your balls are feeling you know bigger you yeah. know i i walk differently not not <laughs> just mean- because just because of how how I feel, you know, yeah. I feel like a man. Yeah, not not just for like physical reasons, 
But yeah, I mean, no. I think we all, as as young boys, remember feeling self conscious about our testicle size. You know, measuring it, at, you know, trying to work out how you compare to others. Yeah, licking it's it. A, yep. It's it's one of those sort of rituals of of puberty, and uh, mm. yeah, it never gets discussed. No, um, I and I I think um, I think there should be more ball blabber in the in the wider <laughs> is community. Is that the name of this new segment? I was trying to alliterate. <laughs> oh no, what is that? It's is that good. alliteration? Yeah, it is. Yeah, ball blabber. Yeah, it, it feels matter. a bit. But weird. yeah, no, raise awareness for 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 balls yeah. and. Very susceptible to cancer. Yeah, always check for lumps regularly. If you if you're worried, go see go see a you know sex health clinic. Um, this is one of the goals here, of course. I, I skipped the end part of why they're doing this, but development of cancer in prepubert prepubertal pubertal development of cancer in prepubertal boys, followed by chemotherapy and radiation treatments, leads to one in three boys remaining infertile. With 85% of young cancer patients surviving to adulthood, this poses a major health concern that needs to be addressed. Currently, no treatments are available to restore male fertility in such patients. In this study, we developed testicular organoids from mice, but it's highly possible that similar settings could be applied to generate testicular organoids from boys as well. So maybe some um, some kids that went through chemotherapy one day might be able to have their balls regrown in a lab so they can continue to be fertile into adulthood. Hmm. Would I know you... a friend that has one ball. Is that right? Shout out to. Oh, actually, wait, we're going to name it. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, like he's listening, listening to this episode. Going, oh yes, yes, yes. Shout out. 